Now, 50 years ago today, Ireland joined the EEC, the European Economic Community. This, of course, would later become the European Union as we know it today. Well, our reporter Gail Conway has been looking back at the events around the decision to join and asking if membership was of benefit to the country. Mr. President, we mark by our gathering here today and by the signing of the acts of accession of the four applicant countries to the European communities, the culmination of many months of intensive and arduous negotiations. The successful outcome Brussels, of the negotiations... January 22nd, 1972. Ireland signed its accession treaty to join the European Economic Community, which today is the European Union. The next step was a referendum. Televised debates like this one broadcast on RTE featuring Michael Sweetman and Anthony Coughlin advocated for and against joining respectively. Uh, EEC membership is an opportunity to break away from that kind of relationship uh, of dependence on a large neighbour and to achieve a position of equality. There is an alternative, a reasonable, realistic alternative, which in our view would be better for the great majority of the Irish people than membership would be. And that alternative is to have a simple association agreement with the common market, rather than membership. At the referendum held in May, four out of five people voted in favour. If everybody else is happy about it, so am I. You have no qualms about it at this stage? Not a bit, no. I think we're much better in the common market than out of it. I think that uh, if we had stayed out, things would be very, very bad. So what was life in Ireland like in the early 70s? A house would have set you back around £9,000. Immigration and unemployment were high and the marriage bar required single women to resign from their jobs upon getting married. Just 27% of women were working or available to work compared to 77% now. Dr Miriam Nyhan-Gray is curating an exhibit into Europe, Ireland and the EU, 1973 to 2023. I've been reflecting a lot on, you know, gender equality and thinking about whether the leaps and bounds that have been made over the last 50 years for Irish women uh, would have been achieved had we not entered. Irish women were discriminated against significantly in the workplace. There was also that marriage bar in place. Now, that restriction was removed as a direct consequence. Social and economic changes have transformed life on our island since joining the EU, but not all are viewed positively. Addressing European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen and the Dáil recently, Independent TD Thomas Pringle highlighted a very specific issue. Representative of a fishing community in Ireland, I think it is a sad commemoration because that was the start of the decline of our fishing, community, fishing communities. Speaking in Strasbourg, MEP Colmarkey acknowledges Ireland is failing to get its fair share of opportunities but said membership is beneficial for fisheries. First thing, we wouldn't have access to the market to sell the fish that we were selling into Europe. Secondly, we would find it very, very difficult to patrol our own waters and just exclude everybody, even countries that are outside the EU. They still have arrangements where EU fishermen fish in those waters. Rather than looking back, I think we have to look forward at where, where the opportunities in terms of negotiations to make sure we get a fair share. Fifty years ago, climate goals weren't top of our agenda but membership drove environmental improvements. The whole issue of sewage, raw sewage going directly into the water, I mean, that was quite common back in the 1980s. MEP Grace O'Sullivan believes European legislation has improved our water quality, 
but were still lagging behind on water and other targets, especially in relation to the EU Green Deal. In there are very specific targets that we have to reach and they're binding targets. In the 60s and 70s, founding EEC members had doubts over Ireland's neutrality, as explained here by Dr Karen Devine, lecturer in European Union Policies and Politics at DCU. Because they felt in the future there might be a common defence that Ireland would need to join NATO. So Irish neutrality came up as a big red flag from the point of view of the bigger member states and the European Commission. Since Russia invaded Ukraine, our neutrality has become topical, with Taoiseach Michal Martin and Sinn Féin President Mary Lou Macdonald commenting. We're not politically neutral uh, and we're not morally neutral. Um, and as, as the world changes... Uh, our position has to evolve, in my view, with that change. The next step is the recognition and acknowledgement of military neutrals and non-aligned within the European treaties, within the basic law. And of course, that must happen here also within the constitution of our own country. Looking back at 1972, the conflict in Northern Ireland was at its worst, with 479 deaths recorded. Just a year later, the White Paper proposed political reforms and power sharing. To a background of explosions and gunfire, the North prepared for a White Paper which hopefully would chart the course for a return to sanity. The EU has played a significant role in the peace process that exists today. Ireland has also transformed economically, from being agriculture dependent to one largely driven by high-tech industry. EU membership opened up access to foreign direct investment – And in 1980, Apple and Bill Gates arrived in Cork. So we foresee apples being used in homes, but we also foresee them being used in businesses and education, and there's an apple going up on the first space shuttle. Fifty years ago today, Ireland formally joined the EU, along with Britain and Denmark. Despite the challenges we may still face socially and economically, economic historian Kieran Casey believes the progress made here since 1973 is unique. Irish people, I think, don't fully appreciate how weird and positive that the economic story has been within a generation. Do you know that you, you move from being again 1970 about half as wealthy as a Western European country. I think it's the biggest thing that's happened to Ireland since independence. And that was Gail Conway reporting on a half a century in the EU after the break, the legacy of Pope Benedict.